The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, Joe Biden's on his way back home. He was in Japan, and uh, he did what Joe Biden does. He said something that he either meant, but shouldn't say out loud, or he said something he shouldn't say uh, because it is not the official position of, you know, the United States of America. Now, this is not his first rodeo with a goofy gaffe. Uh, You will recall, of course, when he said that uh, Vladimir Putin, how can this man remain in power? You will recall when he was uh, sleepily addressing the troops who were wondering, when is this old guy going to get done? He said, uh, the Ukrainian people are really brave. And uh, when you, you, you'll see it when you get there. Huh? What? what? Uh, We're going to Ukraine? I thought he said no U.S. troops on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, So uh, here's what Joe Biden was asked the other day, yesterday, and here is what he said, which set the White House uh, correction police uh, into a tizzy. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's a commitment we made, and uh, my expectation is it will not happen. It will not be attempted. Uh, the key word in the question was, are you ready to defend Taiwan militarily and he said yes whoops the official u.s position on taiwan has been uh what they in a phrase only a governmental employee can come up with strategic ambiguity strategic ambiguity it's a little bit like uh, government intelligence or lead from behind it's a phrase, but it means nothing. It's like a verbal shoulder shrug. Strategic ambiguity. I guess the upside of strategic ambiguity would be if we don't advertise what we're going to do, then your adversary, China, would not know what you're going to do. They might, they might not. Maybe, maybe not. But when you say, yeah, sure, that's what we're going to do because that's what we've promised to do. Uh, well, this uh, not only set off the White House correction police and ruined their day, uh, but it angered uh, the people in uh, China, the government officials in China. And they view Taiwan incorrectly, but nevertheless, they view them this way as a part of their country. And like, I guess their view is we'll eventually get around to taking Taiwan back whenever we're good and ready. And oh, look how inept the U.S. military appears in Afghanistan. Maybe now's a good time. Look, Joe Biden's the president. His approval ratings are tanking. Maybe now's a good time. So there's been a lot of thought that Xi Jinping will move on Taiwan because, (laughs) yeah, he senses that it's not exactly Ronald Reagan in the White House there. It's not exactly the wild card that is Donald Trump in the White House there. Uh, So, of course, they did the walk back at the White House yesterday. And the White House, when the White House does a walk back, it's... Well, it's very Biden White House. It's a walk back where up is down and down is up. 
Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary, was at the podium yesterday. And he said, you know, the president clarified our position. Uh, no, actually, he did not clarify your position. He dramatically changed your position. So they tell you that what you heard is not what you really heard. This is what you should have heard, even if you didn't hear it. So, of course, today before he got on a plane to fly back, Joe Biden was asked again because, you know, he says one thing. Ron Klain puts his hand up. Corrine Jean-Pierre's back. She says another. Lloyd Austin says another. So let's ask the guy who's supposed to be the leader of the free world to clarify, because, you know, back in the old days, like all 45 presidents who came before him, what they said, their word was gospel. This guy, you never really know. But, you know, maybe just for old time's sake, we should ask him again. Mr. President, is the policy of strategic ambiguity for Taiwan dead? So is the policy for strategic ambiguity on Taiwan dead? And Joe Biden said, no. Can you explain? No. That might be the most honest answer he's ever given. Can you explain? Nope, I can't. I can't explain Taiwan. I can't explain Ukraine. I can't explain gas prices. I can't explain the southern border. I can't explain Afghanistan. He's, his, his whole presidency is the I can't explain presidency. I can't explain inflation. I can't explain baby formula. I can't explain the Keystone Pipeline. I can't explain. Gas prices, by the way, are expected to go. When I You've heard it, right? Gas price is supposed to go to $6 a gallon. Now, I I told you earlier in the show, uh, my friends Donald and Todd, and I met Donald through Patriot Switch. He inquired at PatriotSwitch.com. He has joined the movement. He's intentional about spending his money in a way that takes market share away from woke corporations and gives it to an authentic American company, family-owned, pro-police, pro-military, pro-foundational values of our country. So Donald and I were chatting And I asked him, since he's a long-haul trucker, I'm like, what are you paying for diesel? It varies, but it's over $5 a gallon everywhere. And then I asked him what kind of mileage he gets in his long-haul truck. said it depends on how heavy his load is that he's traversing the country. But essentially, varies between 5 and 7 miles per gallon in a big, fully loaded semi. So just think about it. 5 25 here, over $7 a gallon in L.A. Those long-haul trucks that you see, how many do you see? You're driving around 270 right now. You're on 71. You're on 315. How many, how many, how many big trucks do you see? L- lots, right? And that's just here. Total them up, Toledo, Dayton, Akron, Canton, Cincinnati, Youngstown. Then all 50 states. They're getting one mile for every dollar they spend, right? They're spending $5 a gallon for diesel. They're spending $7 a gallon out west. They're getting five to seven miles per gallon. That, according to my, before West Liberty went woke math, that's a dollar a mile for every long-haul truck. And you wonder why? 
The prices are astronomical for everything delivered by truck. That's why. But I was still unclear about what's with gas at $6 a gallon? Because I keep hearing gas is going to $6 a gallon. I know gas typically goes up in the summertime because they add the additives because, you know, pollution. But then I happened upon this congressional testimony from Alaska Senator, not testimony, questioning, from Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan, who's talking with Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. There has been a comprehensive hostility to the energy sector by this administration, not necessarily you, day one. I watch it every day. Every day. So you're saying we need to increase supply. Let me give you just the last three weeks. The Department of Interior, again, not you, announced that they're taking half of the National Petroleum Reserve set aside by Congress for oil and gas drilling in my state off the table. The most prolific oil reservoir in the world right now. Everybody who explores there finds billion barrel fields. Secretary Holland, your colleague, came to Alaska and announced half of it's off the table. That is not focused on increasing supply. It's the opposite. Let me give you another one. Last week, Cook Inlet Basin, okay, that's the other prolific oil and gas field in Alaska. At the last minute, the Biden administration canceled the lease sale. That is exactly the opposite of getting supply on the market. Yeah, it is. And it's like I said, when Granholm, the energy secretary, says, in answer to the question, what are you doing to increase supply? Well, well, we're asking... We're asking our domestic and our international partners to produce more. We're asking them to produce more. Well, they're not going to produce more if you take away the places where they're getting a lot of production. Duh. I got a little panicked yesterday for a couple buddies of mine who are State Farm insurance agents. Uh, Really good guys. And uh, they have uh, worked their business hard over the years. And they have uh, built successful businesses, helped a lot of people, and provided a really good life for their families. I admire uh, people who do that. And then I saw this story that just instantly my heart went out to these uh, two gentlemen, two friends of mine. And the headline said, State Farm is giving transgender books for five-year-olds to Florida schools. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be bad for you know my one friend and my other friend, and i got to reach out and ask them, you know, have you been inundated with calls? Because these are the kinds of things that, that cause, can cause, can cause, um, businesses to suffer downturns because it's not like you don't have alternatives in the insurance business. But man, I'll tell you this, if you have a really good insurance agent and these two guys are really good, then you're with them forever because when you need insurance, you need your agent to go to bat for you. Well, this is not something these guys hatched or a lot of the other state farm agents out there. I would dare say the lion's share of them are not at all. First of all, none of them were in on this decision. Well, I'm happy to report I'm happy to report, uh, per my friends today, that State Farm has backed off of this. I'm not sure they were ever 
all in on it, but uh, there was an internal email that suggested that State Farm was encouraging its Florida agents to get books about transgenderism and get them into Florida schools. Uh, The internal email said, the project's goal is to increase representation of LGBTQ plus books and support our communities in having challenging, important, and empowering conversations. See, I'd have picked different adjectives there. I would have picked demented, degenerative, twisted, grooming conversations with children ages five plus. Come on, man. Okay, so here's the good news. If you have a State Farm agent locally, this is not happening. Uh, But let me tell you what uh, I was told by uh, my friends who would not lie to me because they're honorable men. So here's the email they got from corporate today. uh, That State Farm no longer supports the program in question, this one in Florida. That State Farm feels conversations about gender and identity should happen at home with parents. At home with parents. That's the position. That's the position that every company should have. Um, State Farm internal email now says, we do not support this curriculum and schools on this topic. We support organizations providing resources for parents to have these conversations. So my friends wanted me to share that with you in case you are like, whoa, 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 what's going on? I'm getting a new agent. Because I, you know what, honestly, if I had... um, Something like this come across my plate with anyone I'm in business with, and I felt like they were all, this would be a difficulty for me. I'll, I'll give you a personal difficulty that I have. I used to be a subscriber. Well, you know, I was a subscriber to Disney Plus because my kids wanted it. I was a subscriber to the sports website, The Athletic, because I have a bunch of friends who work for it. And, uh, you know, I got into a situation once I got out of sports and got into news talk where I didn't even look at the athletic even once a week. Shh, don't tell my wife. She'd be like, what are, you, what are we paying for this for? But I wanted to support my friends because I know that it's a tough model. The subscription model, no ads. And occasionally there'd be a story on there that I'd really want to read because I want to see what my buddies are writing. Well, then the New York Times bought the athletic. And I was like, okay, I like you guys, friends with you, but I'm not giving a dollar to the New York Times, not a dollar. So, got to go. And I could have seen people doing that with State Farm, but it certainly appears, and this is, see, this is a win, okay? So, I'm of the opinion that these kinds of things start just the way this started. Somebody inside, a corporation, a company, a business, a school, a government, gets an idea. Talked about this yesterday with Bethel Local Schools. Somebody in the Bethel Local Schools over by Tip City, over in the Dayton area, decided, oh, you know, uh, hey, let's get ahead of this transgender thing. Let's make bathrooms available to however a person identifies sexually. They're a biological boy, but they identify as a girl. Let's let our elementary school boys use the girls' restrooms if they want to. 
Let's be progressive. Let's get ahead because that's my personal view. So we're going to win. We're going to uh, indoctrinate that policy here. And they do it and they do it quietly. And then the parents find out about it. And then the parents freak out. And now the superintendents had to resign. And now they got three board members who are facing a recall, which is, you know, hey, you made your bed. You made your bed. You let this happen. You let the wokeness flourish. You didn't put out the fire when you could have put out the fire. You didn't keep your voters informed. And now they're coming for you. Fair. Totally fair. And so at State Farm, and they're not the first and they won't be the last, sadly. Maybe they'll be the last. You know what? Disney stock in the dumper. Since they came out on the record saying, yeah, we're going to work actively to overturn this Florida rights, parents' rights and education bill. Well, they paid a big, big toll for that in their stock price. And a funny thing happens when your stock price goes down. Shareholders get mad because you've got their money. And they gave you their money so you'd give them more money later on. Increase the value of your company. That's how it works. But if you embrace the secret, not so secret. Oh, I forget. She said, the woman on the Zoom call that Chris Rufo found from the Disney brass, the not-so-secret gay agenda, well, guess what? People don't want that in princess movies. They don't need gay cartoon characters in every Disney production. And so Disney stock goes down. And a funny thing also happens when Disney stock goes down. Disney executives get fired. And the next Disney executive that will come along will go, you know what? I kind of like this job. I sought this job. They hired me to do this job. I'd like to keep this job. Maybe I ought to stay away from the political nonsense and just produce good family entertainment. Likewise, somebody at State Farm yesterday learned the lesson. Hmm. Who's the knucklehead that proposed this? What does giving books to schools glorifying transgenderism have to do with covering the loss of a person's home or car or boat? Nothing. And therefore, we should have the exact same amount of investment in such endeavors. Nothing. We should not do it because it's bad for our business. You have to vote with your dollars, people. You have to. That's why I'm so passionate about Patriot Switch. That's why I'm so passionate about being intentional with everything you do. And why I'm passionate about my tiger moms who go to school board meetings, who go to school board committee meetings, and people who send me emails letting me know what's going on in your home district. Because this is where you go to get that amplified. 